Introducing Jessica McDonald, also known as Jess, an event marketing specialist who brings people together with her get it done mentality. With experience in managing bars, music marketing, and tech startup, Jess took Quilia's event programming from nothing to over 100 sponsored conferences and seminars, hosting their own annual conference of over 500 attendees. She specializes in high-touch ABM event strategies, partnerships, and a steady program pipeline for Quilia's sales team. Tune in to hear Jess's insights on event marketing and her love for Austin, Texas. Welcome to Eventus 365, the podcast that's all about corporate events and the magic behind the scenes. I'm your host, Yannick DaCosta, and I am excited to take you on a journey through the world of corporate events. But before we dive in, let's talk about the stress of creating marketing material for your events. We all know how tough it can be when deadlines are tight and resources are limited, but guess what? YKME Visual Communications has got your back. Our design firm specializes in working with corporate event professionals just like you, and we're here to help take the stress out of creating stunning graphics for your event. Our team of expert designers can deliver custom brand compliant designs in just 12 hours. So whether you need branding, signage, marketing materials, or anything else, YKMD's got you covered. Okay, now that that's done, let's start the show. Okay, Jess, so excited to have you. I see you're sitting outside. I love that for you. I wish I was sitting outside. Um, thank you for joining me today to chat about all things events. Um, so as a busy professional, how do you find the time to enjoy like your personal life and like outdoor adventures in Austin while juggling a demanding career? I mean, again, even like right now you're outside and I'm envious. Yeah, no, I mean, I do try to like sit outside when I am at home, like at least a little bit each day, because it's just, it's nice to break it up and not be like stuck inside all day, no matter what situation you're in. Even yeah. if I go into the office, I like to like step out for a walk, like just do like very short, but just a little sunlight, a little mm -hmm. fresh air. Never hurt anybody. Never uh, does. It's actually really good for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, of course, like here in Texas, some of these times are a little bit limited. Like today, it's going to get up to 95. So I probably won't be sitting out here in a little bit later in the afternoon, but um, that's that's okay. Um, but basically, I guess like the biggest ways I, I try to balance it is, you know, a big part of it is where you work. I think that's a really important piece, you know, making sure that the place that you work really values uh, sort of your personal life and your time um definitely something that they do at qualia and, and i my my managers have kids I, I have a toddler so it's like you know understanding that we do have these kind of demands and when you're looking for work in this field you know just making sure and having those conversations with the people you're going to work for of like you know i got to take my kid every day to school at 8 30 in the morning i can't be necessarily jumping on a call at that time and having them understand that fully um which is not it's I, not easy in like like a demanding industry at all no it's not and and you also have to know how to prioritize your own time right like you have to be able to say like okay personal life like I'm going away for an event for a week and I won't be here and set everything up before you go but it's also the uh, flip side your boss has to know hey she's having to set up so much in her personal life to be able to make this happen you know, and having that like truly deep understanding of like what you're going through, I think like that's super important. Um, 
and then also like letting go of the guilt like right like okay like yeah you can't be there for everything right exactly like sometimes I have to say no or sometimes I have to prioritize running to the grocery store in the middle of the day um because I've been away for a week right you know but letting go of that guilt of like I'm not sitting in front of my computer every second of every day and like also you know getting that trust from your manager that they know that you're you're managing it in the best way um the other big piece for me is like scheduled timeouts right like every I like made this arrangement but like every other Wednesday that's like my scheduled timeout right because I wouldn't do it otherwise (laughs) like I would get too busy or too caught up in like what's important but so but this is important like having time for yourself and wait no we need you to explain what a scheduled timeout is I've never heard this and I like it yeah I kind of made it up but no it's it's every other for me it's every other Wednesday um whether I go into the office or not but if I'm I'm in the office when I leave the office like I don't go home I go do something that I want to do for myself like I could do it by myself I could grab a girlfriend to go do something. I could go to a yoga class. I the 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 thing of it is it's my choice, right? Like, and there's someone who's watching my kid, my husband. Um, there's someone with my kid. Um, that's covered. They don't need me for anything. And I again letting go of that guilt of like, hey, once every two weeks I get a night to myself. And I and I've done all those things. I've gone to a nice dinner, I've gone to a yoga class, I've gone for a walk, like just some time to like be with yourself you know, and just have that time. And so what I was running into is that I just wouldn't ever do things for myself. And so what I, why I call it scheduled is because it is scheduled and I do it every other week, no matter what. And sometimes I'm like, man, I really don't want to do this. But every time afterward, I feel so much better. because I'm like, wow, I've had a moment for myself. I've been able to sit down and just read a book somewhere or something along those lines or something peaceful. You know, I think that's, that's kind of the biggest ways I like try to find balance between the super busy schedule I don't know. It's like scheduling time out for myself. So that's kind of how I look at it. I love that. Uh, Well, it sounds like you have like a really great handle on just like boundaries and like career and staying organized and figuring out like how to find your sanity. Walk us through like the early days of like hospitality industry to becoming like a specialist now um, in event strategies and how you kind of got to this place of zen which I don't that's just my term for it I no, I appreciate it I wouldn't say it's always zen. you know it's always there's always something going on um but yeah I would say like early on um really like I I didn't know what I wanted to do I mean I think that's that's I mean I'm sure a lot of people feel that way or start that way for sure um I like moved home after a bad breakup and I just was like, not sure what I was going to do. I think again, something we probably all experienced in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what happened was from there was basically my friend told me about, Hey, the, the W is opening in Austin and uh, they're having a job there. Like, and so, and I was like, Oh, random. But then I just, I said, you know what? I'll just go out there. See what, see what What's they happening? have, see what they're it was happening like it was kind of seemed like kind of a big deal I mean there wasn't really a hotel like that in Austin at that point now you know we're, we have a lot of luxury now but at that time there wasn't really anything like that I mean this was 12 more years ago mm-hmm. um, I'm aging myself right now um but yeah and so basically I ended up getting the job like on the spot uh to be like a cocktail waitress and not anything I had really done before at that level and um 
the place was packed it was amazing like it was like it was like such a vibe it was like the place to be like it was shoulder to shoulder every tuesday uh through through it was every day every day not a tuesday it's crazy right right exactly like um and then you know like there i kind of eventually moved up i started bartending when we opened the pool bar and so i kind of helped them open that area and definitely like learned a lot um but and yeah like speaking of the pool i was there the day the glass fell i don't know if that's anything you've ever heard about before but the worst the worst you yeah you have to drain the pool you have to empty the pool you have to clean the pool then there's like a like a waiting period then you have to refill the pool and then you have to like actually like process like put the chemicals in it and then it's a process totally i've actually seen that process happen several times if you can't tell Oh yeah, I can tell you, you were like an expert on that. No. And it was really bad because there was people in the pool when the glass fell. And, oh, so like, you know how and then there's like, the liability. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, got all cut up. They were like, it was like a, an apocalypse a little bit because, you know, when blood and water mix, like it makes it kind of yeah. look like a lot more. Well, they were, they were just like walking up and like covered in it. Thankfully I was like under the awning. It's like jaw. Yes, exactly. Oh, it was just like, Yes. And it was definitely really scary. And those like nine people that got hit, that was obviously a horrible situation. Um, And they worked it all out, but the balconies were like cracking and shattering and then falling because of the heat in Texas. Wow. Anyway, that was why. Don't even talk about, (laughs) let's not talk about architecture today because that's a whole nother. (laughs) That's a whole nother problem. Um, But no, uh, you know, it it was great. It was a super fun job, amazing job, but it was definitely like burning the candle at both ends. You know, I'd be up there starting at 10 a.m. till sundown, then go out with friends and then do it all over again, over and over and over. So definitely, you know, wasn't really sustainable. I was 21, but you know, that's, you know, eventually not sustainable. Um, But yeah, I made a ton of great relationships there. It was the place to be. So I definitely met some people and that's when I was able to um, go work with a friend. She was the GM of this bar. And, um, you know, I, we, I ended up moving up to assistant manager. And so, you know, just working with her and really just kind of like learning how they did their books and how to manage like a group of like kind of rowdy young people. Um, and, you know, really kind of introducing to like partnerships and doing events and how do you engage our clients, like things like that. So really kind of starting starting to ask those questions, but not necessarily like, knowing that level deeper right mm-hmm. um but so again do you feel like yeah. uh well I don't want to cut you off so let me let you keep going Go ahead. I was gonna well, say no. I was gonna say do you feel like working with your friend at this establishment kind of like shaped your event marketing expertise or do you feel like it already started from the W I, I do think at the W you know it was like definitely was learning an introduction to like what it kind of took to put on events sort of from that background is working in them, right? Like I was working at them. Um, but I would say, you know, like how did it impact me? I would say I, looking back on it now, yes, it definitely did. It was like kind of like kicking off some of these bigger, deeper questions, but looking at like what I know now versus what I knew then, it's like, I could have done so much more, right? If I knew now what I knew, that, if I knew then what I know now. Um, and how you can just really evaluate things on a deeper level. It wasn't something the company as a whole was really doing. I mean, it was like, you know, kind of um, a little bit fly by the seat of their pants. A lot of the time, there wasn't a ton of strategy behind the stuff that they did. Um, And I think, yeah, like we can, we can jump into it if you want, but um, I know one of the 
other things we were going to maybe talk about was, you know, kind of like revitalizing that bar that, you know, they were kind of having an identity crisis when I came on. It was kind of like they were, they didn't, they had all these TVs, but they didn't want to be known as a sports bar, right? Like that was like this weird, weird, like, okay yeah they're like no we want to be known as a service industry bar that's like cool where people can come to and I was like yeah but like, those people <laughs> those people only come out like you know on a Tuesday from 11 to 1 uh a.m so like what is who else can we get in here you know and so I think you know really kind of changing that branding and thinking it through and saying okay we you know you've invested in all these tvs and all that kind of stuff, like capitalize on that, like buy the sports packages and let's get people in here. Um, While I was there, we ended up partnering with a a Houston Texans watch group, which like, I know that doesn't sound like super exciting because you see watch groups everywhere now. No, no, but but like, it it sounds like you guys really went out of your way to kind of, instead of running away from the idea of sports kind of like really diving into it and like finding the riches in the niches that people like to say um and like honing into okay one watch group there could be another and then this will become that hangout spot for that thing because that's how we've chosen to approach the people that we're welcoming into the space and making it conducive for them to enjoy and it probably also sounds like if you reached out to them you probably you know were open to their feedback on like how to improve their experience yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's so many things we could have like done better, done more of um, just looking back. But, you know, it's one of those things that they actually approached us. They couldn't find anyone oh. to take them. So this was kind of the thing is they couldn't. <laughs> I feel about that at this point. But like, you know, it was a risk on our part. Like in yeah. Austin, everyone's known as like a Dallas Cowboys fan. This is, we, we don't have a team. So, you know, most people would lean towards Dallas. They're an older team. They were good when we, we millennials were kids, um, you know, things like that. So what really it was, it was kind of a risk, right? Like we didn't know how many people were going to get. And the first game, there was maybe five people there, right? Like the word was not out, but every week it got busier and busier and busier. And then once a bar gets busy, it's kind of one of those things where people just know to go there, right? Like they're like, oh, you know what? They're comfortable there. They're like, I, I know it's going to be busy. I know it's going to be a good time. Or yeah, Let, let's go to this. Now, no, we go to this place on Saturday nights. We don't go there on Sundays. We go on Saturday. And everybody right. Like, their night, yeah. Right. So, you know, and there was things that the bar was doing before that. Like we used to do like Takate Tuesday, right? Where we had like the, all the staff wore a special outfit and then we had drink specials. 